Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Today, I am joined by Lori Marini, who is a life and wellness master coach, pathologist assistant, speaker, best-selling author, podcaster, specializing in empowering women during their healing journey after a life crisis. So much is going to impact all of our listeners, I know, from this. Um, Many lose their purpose, and the fear of moving forward leaves them paralyzed, Coach Lori guides them through fulfilling their vision of their best life. She's a breast cancer warrior and understands firsthand what it takes to go beyond fear and find the courage to give life, um, give the life you love, give the life, live the life you want to live on love on your terms. There we go. I I made it through that. So Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to dive into this and I'd love to hear, you know, it sounds like you have more to your story than the couple lines I just read there. So, you know, if you, I'd like to just have our listeners get to know our guests and if you don't mind sharing a little of your journey and how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, I, I would love to. So uh, by education, I am a pathologist assistant. So my entire career for the past 25 years, I've been working in the healthcare industry, supporting cancer patients. So I've studied everything you could possibly study in um, the cancer world from genomics to tumor evolution, you know, and it's really been a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to when I was 40 and I went to go and get a baseline mammogram and I discovered that I had breast cancer myself. And it was something that I had done self-exams. I was in a, you know, the best shape of my life. I was exercising. I was doing all, you know, eating right, doing all the things that I knew I needed to do. And having that diagnosis just floored me. It, it completely changed my life. Um, so I was very fortunate that I just happened to be working for a breast oncologist. And so my, my journey with treatments went very quickly within two weeks, I was in surgery and, um, you know, the journey changed me. And it was one of those things that I found myself you know, I was fine with dealing with the physical component, going to the appointments, getting the treatments, doing what I needed to do. But I recognized that, you know, after the therapists have left, the social workers are gone, like there wasn't really a lot of options. And I realized how overwhelmed I was by the process, even though I knew the ins and outs of a hospital. Um, And that's when I decided, I'm like, you know what, I need to be of support for other people. And that's, how I became a coach. And that's been my focus Um, ever since. I've just been supporting people going through mostly women, women over 40, going through a life crisis, you know, and once those resources are kind of gone, you know, I support them in really just what do you want for your life and how do you want to get there? Awesome. I think that's so important. Like I haven't 
talked a whole lot on the show. Well, on some levels, like we all have our level of crisis, right? And yeah, it can be cancer. It can be death. It can be of, you know, a loved one. There's mm-hmm. so many different things that, and you can probably speak into that, but I think that's an important piece is like as a society, we're really good at supporting on the front end maybe. Yeah. And, but it's like, then what? It's like, oh, yeah. and we're done with you. And, and now what? So that's really cool that you fill that space. Thank you. It's yeah. so, it's so important because I feel like a lot of myself included. So <laughs> I definitely don't want anybody to hear that. It's not me because it's definitely me. Um, you know, that we get to a point where we're like, okay, I'm good. Right. Like they're like, mm-hmm. I literally was told, go live your life. You're good. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you get the green light to go and you're like, yeah. uh, I don't know what I want to do. So, and that's why I feel like these conversations are really important and you need to have a really open mindset to what's possible for you now. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when, like, I talk a lot on this show about kind of this idea of selfless syndrome where we're constantly giving and giving and giving and, you know, not taking care of ourselves. And inevitably, if you don't catch it soon enough, something like breast cancer could happen or, you know, something that totally alters and impacts your life. And it's almost like you have this, I don't really want to call it a blank slate, but it is, you know, like my own journey, I, I hit a total wall going through a divorce and, you know, had a wrist injury and couldn't work for two months. And literally like all I could do, I couldn't even change my kid's diaper. Like all I could do was sit in my couch, couldn't write, couldn't play my violin, couldn't run, like couldn't do any of the things I normally do and think about, you know, what is it that I want? What do I want to create? And what's really cool is like, we have the ability to take on a totally new possibility for our lives. Exactly. And one of the, you know, you nailed it too, when you said that a lot of people don't take care of themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't for me, it wasn't until a couple of years after that I realized that, um, you know, one of my major factors for being on the other side of the table was ultimately working a very high stress, fast paced job without taking care of myself as much as I needed to. And so yeah. many of so many of us just go get into patterns and it's just like what you do. You know, I'd wake up at 545. So I could be at work for 630. I'd work until three o'clock. I'd work out and then, you know, start it all over again. It was never, you know, working a 12 hour shift was never a big deal. So I love the fact that you brought that up because we have, everyone has their own version of that. So it's really good to do some, you know, self-exploration and looking within to see how are things really impacting you. Yeah. And I think so many, we're so disconnected from ourselves, like from each other too, but really from ourselves. And so, you know, I know for me, like I didn't really, it's hard to slow down long enough to say, yeah, oh, this is how this is affecting me. Like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty in a lot of ways. And so I'm wondering if we can, you know, share some insight, like a lot of what I try to do with the show is just get you to start, slow down and think, <laughs> but yeah. what, you know, what tools and resources do you have? kind of coming out of that or before, you know, is there stuff you wish you'd known before it had happened so that you could have maybe not like we want to focus on the past or, or have regret or anything, but like knowing what you know now, is mm-hmm. there something you would have done differently? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like I said, I thought I was doing all the right things. I was eating right. I was exercising. You know, I always made sure that I was, um, I mean, I was doing yoga, like I thought I was doing it okay, but what I didn't manage was my emotional 
component. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, you know, handle the stress, right? Like I am a self-proclaimed people pleaser and working in the healthcare industry, knowing that mm-hmm. every day you impact people's lives and how they're, they're going to be like, it's kind of a really bad balance because it had me, um, always want to do more, right? Like I treated every, every patient, like it was my own family. like, it was my mom. So if that meant I had to work longer and foregoes the gym or forego eating, right. Anyone who works in healthcare, you know, you can't even take a, a bio break because <laughs> it's just <laughs> so hectic. And I think I would have probably handled that a little differently, like not take things as personal, um, especially when it came to um, interpersonal relationships, right? Like we're such givers, I feel as mm-hmm. women that it was kind of like, we want to do good and we want to do right, right by people. So when we don't have that done to us, we take it really personally. And I think I wish I would have recognized that sooner that it's not personal at all. It's just people being people. Yeah. I've had a lot of interesting conversations with <laughs> women around, especially with the holiday, like, cause we're recording this, it'll be out in the new year, but recording this around the holidays. And it's like, exactly. you know, women who are not eating sugar with like family members showing up with pies and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like we make it this huge deal. Like, oh my gosh, I can't say no, but I'm not eating that. And that's going to be my house. And this one of my clients was like, yeah, my husband answered the door and he was just like, oh, thanks, but we're not eating that right now. And <laughs> I closed the door and didn't take the pie. And it's not a big deal, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, we have all this kind of, and I think it's just, you know, it's partly just being a female, but it's like, we have all this extra stuff we have to work through and we have to really find that balance of where we come because when we don't, there are negative outcomes. And I think your story really, you know, illustrates and yeah, points to that. It was definitely something that I didn't want to go through. I would never wish it upon anybody else, but the silver lining is, you know, having that's the hit on the head. This is how I like to describe it is that that's the hit on the head that I needed in order to start putting myself first. And so when people are like, why me? I'm like, well, that's just what you needed in order to get redirected, to get on the path that you needed. The universe will continue to give you challenges until you are flowing with it. And I'm a firm believer of that. And for me, I needed a really hit, big hit over the head in order to make that happen. <laughs> and sometimes it takes more than one. You know, we have these patterns are really ingrained in us. I know I've seen, like I, I had my own version of a hit and kind of yeah. liken it to like, you know, the emergency stop button on a treadmill and it's like, you fall off and that yeah. sucks. But, you know, and a lot of times, even in recognizing that as we build something new, we still try to go back to our old patterns and old ways of, you know, doing things that don't lead to anything good. That's exactly. And and that's why mindset is so important, right? You need to recognize that you're in that pattern and then look at the payoff and then look at the reward, right? Like, so what, what are good are you getting out of it? Like, what's the benefit? Is it to feel good? Is it, you know, whatever your version of that is, but then also look at, um, what the cost of it is, like, yeah. what are you sacrificing in order to have that in repeating that pattern over and over again? Cause there's, there's always both. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's a really important thing to look at, especially with, you know, addictions or certain things, you know, I've, I've worked with women who 
can't put down the Diet Coke. Like they just, you know, that's just ingrained in them, but there's always a cost and, but there's also always some sort of payoff. There's, you know, something that we're getting and whatever that thing is, is what we have to identify because that's what keeps driving that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. So we've got like for our listeners, you know, maybe you haven't come up against the thing that's going to wake you up. I I call it, you know, get woke, whatever you want to (laughs) say. aging myself a little there, or maybe you have like, where do we start in kind of recalibrating ourselves to be more conscious of the emotional side of things? Cause part of your story, I mean, with what you shared, you were what I'd call the picture of health, what we define health is yeah. in our country, right? It's like, I look good. I feel good. I exercise like you well, but that's not the whole piece and that's not right. the whole thing. And we have to, you know, most of us are ignoring that emotional component. So with your clients or your experience. And I know you have a book and stuff too, but you know, where do we begin this journey? Honestly, first and foremost is just listening to the thoughts in your head. Like, what are you saying to yourself? What is, what keeps coming up for you? What do you keep noticing that you don't want to notice? A lot of the times it's stuff that we are afraid to acknowledge, right? So part of, um, so I also teach at, at a coaching school. And one of the things that I tell the, um, my students is like, when somebody is telling you, I don't know, there's two reasons. They either really don't know, they don't know how to move themselves forward mm-hmm. or the, I don't know is the, I don't want to deal with it. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So that's first battle. That's battle. Number one, like just really being okay with discovering the parts of you that you may be ashamed of. You may not like as much, you may, you know, have a negative feeling around like it's okay. Part of our growth comes with recognizing like, Hey, I was a jerk. Right. And now I get to change it. Right. Like we're we're all, we've all been a jerk at some point in time. We all have our regrets and things that we're ashamed of, but we only can grow by really being truthful to ourselves and looking inwards in every aspect. So whether that's the way you eat versus the way you interact with people in your life, um, it's all the same because how you treat your mailman is how you treat your neighbors, how you treat your boss, right? It's all connected. And so that's what I usually tell people is like, what comes up for you? Like in that moment when you're, you know, getting angry about something, well, are you angry about what's actually happening to you? Or is there a story that's attached to it? Like what's happening? Is it, is it an, a past experience that keeps coming up for you? Or is it you know, a disappointment that you're currently feeling. And I think that that is first and foremost, the, the, the best way to start. And then once you're okay with like recognizing, you know, that you can be a jerk, it could be your fault. It could be something that is beyond your control. Um, Once you recognize that it's not personal and it doesn't mean that you're a terrible human being because, and I'm speaking from myself, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. how I had it attached that if I wasn't perfect with everybody, then that means I'm not perfect. And there's something wrong with me. Right. That was my translation. So until I got to the point that I'm like, oh, I'm just human. And I reacted this way to that. Right. It doesn't mean that I should just give up. Right. It just means that I, it's a, it's an area to look at as to like, why did I respond that way? Like, why did I react that way? Why does that impact me? And that's really the areas for growth. Yeah. 
And I think it's important just to point out, I mean, I mention it like on every episode now, but there's some part of like being curious, right? Like stepping back and being more of an observer. I, um, I've been sharing on the show, I'm working through a PhD in integrative and natural medicine. And so, you know, I'm getting exposed to all these different things, which are awesome. Yes. But the, what I completed this weekend was um, learning about neuro-linguistic programming, which is a form of coaching, but it, it's like really getting into the power of our language, right? And Definitely. the things that we delete or distort or, you know, do weird things with. And kind of the first step with that is we also can't find any solution when we're stuck in the mud, like, you know, right. we're kind of just like drowning in the stuff. And so being able to, well, you have to physically like do it and show like, this is me, I'm leaving me back here and I'm stepping forward and stepping out or, you know, just somehow separating yourself to have that power of observation is key. So. Yeah. Just, and uh, I love that. I, that's so powerful. And I love that you're doing that. Thank you. Yeah, I do too. I, I took like a year off to, you know, figure out if I really wanted to do it, but it's like really cool. So <laughs> I do. I really just want to learn it. Um, awesome. So we have that, you know, becoming aware, I guess, of our language mm -hmm. and of our stories and of, I've, I've talked about and shared about and posted about, and, you know, in any area of our life, we can have these stories that are running and essentially are running us. And yeah, a lot of them are really disempowering because they're from whatever happened. So once you recognize that, like, do you have any tips or tricks or things for kind of moving into and creating something new from that? Like not yeah. wallowing in self-pity and despair around whatever your story has been. <laughs> yeah. I, and I love this question so much because first and foremost, it's like I said, give yourself grace, give yourself grace that you are human, that you're not going to be perfect that you're going to make some people mad. You're going to make yourself mad sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing too, is that then the second step is exactly what you said. Okay. So I respond this way to that. So you have two choices. You could either heal yourself for whatever's making you respond in a negative way towards something. And then you get to choose, do I want to engage in this anymore or do I not? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's either relation, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a, a little story that might yeah. resonate with people, but so I am a PA by education. I've worked in the field forever. When I was going through my own treatments at a cancer center, I was still having to work. And it was one of those things that I was trying to heal myself as I was trying to be supportive of other metastatic cancer patients. And it just didn't align. No. And a lot of people would say to, you know, a lot of people might think, well, what's the big deal? Well, if I'm trying to heal myself and the being that I am, but that profession, right? Being in that moment, I have to be generous with other people because it's, it's you're a giver in that position. It, it wouldn't, it didn't work. And so I found yeah. myself crying on the elevator in between patients. Like it was just a disaster for me personally. And then I had to be there. Like, I can't keep doing this. And it was one of the hardest decisions I ever, ever made where I was like, I need an alternative. I need to do something else. So I ended up transitioning into working in the biotech world. So I'm still in the game of cancer. However, I'm not at the front lines anymore. And that's what allowed me to heal a lot faster. But I, I struggled with the decision for over two years before I was like, okay, I'm not in that healthcare setting anymore, like in the weeds with everybody and being 
a support for people, even though I am supporting people. But part of my identity was so wrapped up in what I was doing for people that I couldn't be okay with walking away from it. And I was like, mm-hmm. the way that I was able to rationalize it was that I'm like, you know what? I could always come back. But now that I've been out and now that I've healed, you know, it'll take a really special moment for me to actually go back into that high stress, fast paced environment that I was in. But, you know, it's one of those things that we feel attached to a lot of what we have going on. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to allow that release. It's like, if you love it and you want to stay with it, then take it for everything that it is and everything that it isn't right. The good and the bad. Yeah. But if, it, if there's another alternative for you, then just stay open to the conversation and something will show up. Yeah. I have a very similar journey because um, I was originally a chiropractor. And so I just okay. completely retired, you know, yeah. earlier this year after I, I loved so many things about it, but it also mm-hmm. tore my wrist up and I had yeah. surgery and it retore a year later. So, you know, and that, that decision, it's so, it's a challenging and I'm not trying to tell anybody it's not because a lot of the women I work with and who I know this to the show are dealing with, you know, recognizing you're in a career or doing something with your life that is not really serving you. And it's probably keeping you stuck and keeping you, you know, not feeling well and messing up your hormones and setting you on the path towards wherever you're headed and not like there's anything bad or wrong with it. It's just incredibly hard to practice self-care when you're derailed every, every turn, just by the nature of the beast. And so, you know, I'm about six months outside of having fully retired and not, you know, I will always have a, a place in my heart for that. And I love the profession and love everything about it, but I know that that is not what I am meant to do. And I'm like yeah. really clear on that now and really loving, you know, just what I'm getting to move into and create. So I just yeah. wanted to, you know, we all have <laughs> those moments and those stories and, part of why I talk about it and probably why you shared like a lot of us will stay stuck for a long time, not making that decision and not trusting Mm -hmm. to just jump and, or failing miserably at recreating our identity, which is something I struggled with for a lot of years. Um, Yeah. And and the other thing too, is, is that you have a choice, Yeah, right? The power of choice is so powerful for the fact that if you choose to stay wherever you are, then you have to choose, you know what, that you're going to have your coworker who annoys you. You're going to need to be working these hours. You're not going to have this flexibility, right? The good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And then you also, so you choose either to stay or you choose to go. But when, where we get in trouble is when we're in the limbo, Mm -hmm. right? Like we kind of halfway, I'm going to halfway choose to start exercising. Right. And you go one day and then you don't go for another three weeks. That's, that's a half of a choice, right? That's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not fully committing. So that's, and, and that's the whole thing. It's like, you got to recognize, okay, so, you know, let's talk about professions. Okay. So I chose this profession 20 years ago. Is that who I am today? Like, who am I today? You yeah. know, what have your life experiences, how have they changed you? Who do you want to be? Right. And once you start really asking yourself those questions, then you get to really see what works for you and what doesn't. And then you have a choice to whether or not you want to continue. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the idea of choice is one that eludes so many of us, but that really wasn't it. What is what it is. And when you can 
step back and really just say like, I choose this or I choose this. It's mm-hmm. like, I was part of a, a personal, I've shared this story before, but um, a personal growth and development kind of training. And they called me up in front of like 300 people and had me do this choice exercise. And so it was like chocolate, it vanilla. chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. Oh, I Are know you that familiar one with too. Landmark? Yeah. I am. Yeah. 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 That's how um, I started my journey for sure. Uh, awesome. Me too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so you know, I, I did that whole process. And for those listeners, it's like, we want to justify it. It's like, well, I choose chocolate because it tastes better and it's just better than vanilla and blah, blah, blah. And like, we missed the whole point. We don't have to justify anything. We don't have to explain it. You just make a choice. You don't have to defend it. And like, when you do that, there's so much freedom inside of there, like with relationships, with your job, with your, you know, commitments, whatever it is, it's like, you just choose it or you choose not to, and it's not a big deal. Right. And that's like, and we hype it up to be such this big deal in our minds. And that is part of, you know, where we let go of the stress and of all the story and stuff and all that. And, it's like the yeah. husband accepting or not accepting the pie at the front door. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. He just chose not to take it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it doesn't, it really it. doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. So. Cool. That's, that's really powerful and profound. And for those listening, like if you can really get this, there's so much freedom that really just comes on the other side of it in a huge way. So, yeah. And the, and the other thing too, that I would love for people to, to really sit in, right. And just be Mm -hmm. with it is gratitude. Everybody talks about it. It's the buzzword, right? Gratitude, gratitude, but like, it's like gratitude, like true gratitude, not, not the, not the watered down version, right? Because when you are at the crossroads and you have to make a choice, a powerful choice, right? Gratitude definitely plays a role in that too, for the fact that, you know, so many people, if you could recognize the good in your life, and, and what there truly is to be thankful for, especially now that we just went through Thanksgiving, right? And we've all had the good and the bad of, of the holiday. Um, you know, gratitude is such a amazing practice if you actually do it for gratitude. And I don't know if that resonates with people, but it's one of those things that like every morning, so throughout my journey of healing, I would take a picture every day as I would go through my life, like, oh, this is, this is moves me. This inspires me. This is beautiful. And I would have a list, you know, I'd have 20 pictures by the time my day was done and I would go through and I would look to see which picture resonated with me the most. And then I would write a post on it in Instagram. And what I was doing at the time that I didn't really recognize that I was doing, I just knew that I needed to look for the good in life right? Because I was having such a hard time with everything I was dealing with that was just not good. You know, facing your own mortality is not fun. You know, divorce is the same because you're like, what am I going to do? Right? Like it's none of that process is fun, but you have to look for the beauty in life. And I, in the moment, I wasn't even realizing that I was retraining my brain to always look for the positive side, to always look for the beauty. And there's sometimes there's things that happen in life that are so hard to find the good in. Right. And so for me, like my practice is five minutes, you know, five minutes of gratitude every day. I also wake up every morning and I look 
to the love of my life. And I look at him and I'm like, we made it through the night. I'm so thankful for another day. And it's just how to start the day with when you're just grateful for being and everything that you have, you know, when, when stuff really piles on, that's negative, you, you can still have some control over it too. And I hate using the word control, but I hope that resonates for people that like, you know, we still have a choice of how we're going to react to stuff. Yeah. I have the same issue with the word control, but sometimes it just applies. <laughs> and, you know, and what you share is so powerful because especially like when we're talking about, you know, serious illness or some of the like really horrible stuff that happens, like I don't pay attention to the news because I will get really depressed. And yeah, it's also, it's affecting our energy and actually impacting, you know, the frequency that, that our, our body vibrates at. And so as you were going through your healing journey, you know, focusing on those good thoughts, the happy thoughts, like they've done studies with plants and various things around, you know, how this works, but you're feeding yourself in a way that your vibrational frequency will raise, which ultimately allows you to heal. So for those listening, like this isn't just, you know, it's good on multiple levels. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, and what was really fascinating for me for my journey was that I go inward and I, I am such an extrovert. However, when times get really rough for me, I go inward to the point that I was not talking to people. And so, especially if that's you, that resonates with you where you're not in contact with a lot of people, you know, um, where you've kind of isolated yourself and we all do it. It's okay. But just know, like, don't live there. Right. Like you want right. to eventually come out of there, but having that gratitude and looking for that positivity will get you out of that much faster. It will. Yeah. It's um, rewiring on so many yeah. levels and, you know, some days it can be really hard to find the thing you're, you're grateful for, right? but exactly. there's always something, always something. I am grateful for my, warm cup of honey and lemon, right? Like it's yeah. just start kind of enjoying every moment, taking it slower and just really being present really is what it comes down to. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. I, I really, I feel like we could probably keep going on multiple levels, <laughs> but we'll keep this to, to bite-sized nuggets. So um, how can women, you know, connect with you, get more, get more Lori. I know you're in a few places. It looks like. Oh, thank you so much. So yeah. yeah um, all of my information is available on my website, which is just my name, lauriemarini.com. And for those of you interested, there is a free download PDF of my personal 10 daily habits to wellness that I use throughout my own crisis um, that I hope will resonate with um, those listening. Awesome. And I'll put links to all that in the, in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, you know, sharing your journey and your wisdom. It's been great. So This is amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody listening. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook, 
for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.